News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now, Liz Truss is set to be confirmed as Prime Minister of the UK later today. So, what will her uh, tenancy in, in Number Ten Downing Street mean for the future, particularly of the Northern Ireland Protocol? In a moment, we'll be talking to Ir Taoiseach Bertie Hearn. But first off, uh, well-known political commentator Adam Bolton joins us. Uh, Adam, thanks for talking to us. Liz Truss, she's shown herself, I think, to be something of a political chameleon over the years. What kind of prime minister will she be? Do you think? Well, I think you put your finger on it, Shane. We don't really know. We know that. Uh, She started out as a member of the Liberal Democrats. Uh, Then she joined the Conservatives at the time of the uh, Brexit referendum. She was a Remainer. Now she's a fierce advocate uh, of Brexit and leaving the EU. And even within this campaign on the cost of living crisis, uh, she started out in a campaign saying she didn't believe uh, in handouts. But now uh, it's generally expected that we're going to see uh, a package of aid to keep the cost of energy down, equivalent to the amount the British government spent Uh, during the COVID pandemic. So uh, in one sense, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, And similarly, we've had conflicting messages uh, on the question of Northern Ireland. Uh, Liz Truss talking uh, tough uh, uh, about the need, uh, and she, of course, was the minister uh, working in this area, the need possibly uh, to implement uh, Article 16 to uh, go into dispute with the European Union over the working of the Northern Ireland Protocol. And yet, the latest we hear is that she is perhaps planning uh, some diplomacy by coming to Dublin uh, to meet uh, Micheál Martin and to see uh, if there's a way around it. So I think uh, at this stage, uh, we have to say pragmatic and uh, desperately in need of some kind of success. Uh, does that 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 uh, potential diplomatic um, move with Micheál Martin, does that suggest that she might actually surprise us, that she might be more nuanced, uh, more sophisticated as a political leader than maybe we had um, thought possible? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a mistake to see Liz Truss as being uh, crude. I don't think anyone who survives in a British cabinet for the best part of 10 years and manages to plan her way uh, to the top of the Conservative Party and indeed the country uh, could be seen as someone uh, who is uh, rigid. And as I say, she's shown herself to be very versatile in the past. So I think we should expect surprises. You know, as the saying goes, uh, politics is the art of the possible. And uh, I think Liz Truss is probably going to be a little bit more likely to uh, actually recognise the realities of the situation uh, than Boris Johnson was. Uh, you, you point quite rightly to her extensive experience. I, I think I read last night she's the most experienced Prime Minister in terms of Cabinet experience since Jim Callaghan. Now, we all remember Jim Callaghan and the winter of discontent of seventy eight seventy nine. She is heading into something of a w- winter of discontent. Uh, could it Could it all go horribly wrong? Is there real potential for that to happen? Oh, yes, I think there certainly is. I think if she doesn't get this... Uh, a package of relief right, both in terms of making people less afraid uh, of the coming winter and in terms of still uh, convincing the international markets that there is economic credibility in the UK. I mean, that could be curtains uh, very, very quickly. And I think the other problem uh, which uh, Liz Truss has, which is perhaps a big contrast to Jim uh, Callaghan, Jim Callaghan was 
in spite of losing the 79 election, he was uh, well-liked. He was known as Sonny Jim. He was widely respected. Liz Truss is not in any of those positions. She's not widely known to the public. She's going to be introducing herself. She doesn't have an easy manner. She's not a good speaker. And, you know, the problem is that the Conservatives now have pulled off this trick of changing the leader while in government three times. And so it does tend to wear a bit thin. And if you look at Liz Truss's victory this time round, she got the support of a lower proportion of her party than any previous Conservative leader elected by the membership, including uh, Ian Duncan Smith, who, of course, was a bit of disaster. And she wasn't the choice of the MPs who gave more votes uh, to uh, Rishi Sunak. So I think, and, and as far as Conservative voters are concerned, uh, her popularity actually went down in the course of the leadership campaign. So just personally, as a leader, uh, she's got a very steep mountain to climb. Adam, thanks a lot for your time. Adam Bolton there, respected and well-known political commentator. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. And for more on this, we're joined now by former Taoiseach Bertie Ahern. Good morning to you. Um, pragmatic, realistic, experienced, expedient, dare I say. Are, are these some of the terms that you would apply to Liz Truss, Bertie? Good morning, Kira. Yeah, but time will tell. I mean, she certainly um, has done a good job getting herself to the top in the 12-year period. And she's held some of the top posts. Um, but I suppose today is a big day for her, for her family, for her supporters, her constituency. So, you know, we, we wish her well because it's important that the British Prime Minister does well. It has a lot of effects on us economically and uh, from the North point of view and everything else. Um, I, she's not somebody I know. I, I, I've watched it. She seems to take a hard line on a lot of things. She seems to change her mind on a lot of things. She changed her political party. She changed her view on Brexit. You know, she was a nuclear disarmament person. That was her, her one lobby interest. Um, but she she certainly has a, a hell of an agenda on her table. Um, Ukraine, the energy crisis, uh, the food and inflation crisis, the NHS, um, the, the following the policy of levelling up Britain. And of course, from our point of view, uh, Brexit, how she handles that. So it, it, it's going to be very interesting. I suppose the first two things I I'd be watching over the next, you'll only have to wait a day or two, is who's foreign secretary, and more important, who's secretary of state for Northern Ireland. And how and do I, you think we, we'll see her proceed with regard to Northern Ireland, with regard to, to those appointments, or indeed with regard to the protocol? Well, I, I think two or three things I think will happen. Who she puts in as, as you know, the secretary for Northern Ireland is going to be absolutely crucial because she and her senior people are going to be so busy on the Ukraine crisis and the energy crisis, realistically, the foreign secretary will probably be caught up in Ukraine uh, nearly permanently. So, you know, the secretary for Northern Ireland becomes the crucial thing. So who she puts into that and maybe who's the number two up there uh, could be, you know, very important as well. So we're going to know that probably within a, a day or two. It, it seems as if all the the rumours out of civil service circles that she will, and hopefully under the terms of the Good Friday Agreement, and the intergovernmental conference uh, meet the, the Taoiseach. Yes. Uh, and that would probably set out the uh, the agenda where she goes. My own view here, I, I think it, it is almost inevitable there will be one more try uh, to see if the protocol uh, can, you know, be dealt with by diplomatic and negotiating purposes. There's been little or no negotiation since October last year, almost 12 months. There was a little bit of a, um, it, it run around the table in February, but it was fairly useless and meaningless. Yeah. So 
um, I, I think that's going to be the, and, the, the crucial issue. And you mentioned her meeting with Taoiseach Micheál Martin. If you were still Taoiseach, Bertie, I mean, how would you proceed? How would you approach someone who, as you say, likes to take the hard line and likes to be seen, perhaps, to take the hard line like Liz Truss? How would you approach, I, I suppose, negotiations at this point if it was you? Well, I, I think from our point of view, listen, if we can get a, a, a negotiated settlement on Brexit, it allows, and the protocol, it allows the institutions in Northern Ireland to get up. So there's a lot at stake for us. And to, to do that, I think we have to convince her, at least work with her, that what she at- intended to achieve in the protocol legislation, which is now finished in the Commons, going to the Lords, that we can do that in a negotiated way that satisfies us and satisfies them and satisfies Europe. And I understand in official circles in, in Britain that over the summer they, they were they worked out all of the areas where they need progress and the area and how far they will go. So she's not starting, you know, back where we were in February. They've done a lot of work as I understand it, and I think that's correct. Where they know exactly where, where they're prepared to and do you So there's one chance left at this, Kira. And do you think a, a diplomatically negotiated, I suppose, tweaking of the protocol is possible to the satisfaction of, say, the, the heightened sensitivities of, of the unionist communities? Because it, it seems to be moving only in one direction, their position on the protocol. Now, I, I do, and I think the key issue, Kira, not to, you don't have time, but ju- ju- just to his briefly, it is the internal UK market position is the crucial thing for yeah. Jeffrey Donaldson. And, and I do think that is solvable. I, I, I think there are several ways around it, but I think it is solvable. So that, so that border, as it were, in, in the Irish Sea, that it could become a softer border in some way? Yeah, and, and it, it, the question is that uh, the EU will probably have to compromise that once the goals are not leaving what the UK, that they can live with that. For items leaving the UK um, or into the Republic of Ireland or elsewhere, then I think the UK have to accept that the EU rules have to uh, apply. And I think it's, it's, I'm not trying to make it simple, but I think that's the issue and, and that's the issue that has to be negotiated. And I do think that's doable. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is former Taoiseach Bertie Ahern. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.